0: understand something young lady back there unless you know you're going to be in the top 10% of all female earners in this world you need to prioritize a man it's not an option it is a it is a must hello ladies this is Alyssa Anthony and today we are going to talk about setting ourselves up for financial success in the future It's good to have financial aspirations now, but we also want to make sure that we are not overspending and living a lifestyle beyond our means because we still have to live in our retirement years. In that snip, I did play a clip of he who shall not be named. We do not name his name on this channel, but he did bring in some valid points. Um, And that point is it does take two incomes to retire at a level where you're still considered to be middle class in the United States. We have a problem where our seniors, unfortunately, are living a lifestyle where they have to decide if they're going to pay for their medication, pay for their food, or pay for their housing because they bought into the Social Security dream. And we all know that Social Security is not paying a livable wage for our seniors to live off of. So it's important for us to not walk into the same mistake that they walked into blindly. We need to make sure that we have multiple streams of income that we're investing correctly so that we have a couple of million dollars in our accounts just set aside for retirement so that we can live Comfortably when we're ready to retire. Um, one asset that I highly suggest everyone getting is one a compoundable interest account. This is something that you can start very young. It doesn't really take a lot of money to start with. It even for even for the younger listeners that's listening to this. We all know that you know if you're in school, you're getting that little financial aid check. You might get an extra thousand or extra twelve hundred dollars. Um, From that where you can set aside into an account that right there, that money is going to be be your springboard because you can set up that money into a compoundable interest account and then contribute maybe just a couple of hundred dollars a month to the account, maybe two hundred, three hundred dollars a month. You can start small. We all know that when we're at, you know, in college and we're at that age, we don't have that much money to. save and put aside. Um, So even if you're able to save 100, 200, 300, that's perfect. You'll make up for it when you start getting into your 30s and you get fully into your career where you're able to save a little bit more money. So what that compoundable interest account does is you're able to earn an interest rate off of that money. Sometimes it's 7, sometimes it can go up to 10% a year um, annually. And when you're putting that amount of money in your account monthly and it's for over a period of time. So if you're starting in your 20s and you're saying, hey, I want to retire when I'm at least 50. Uh, OK, so that's 30 years of your money, just small amounts that you're setting away to be able to work for you. So let's do the math. There is a um, a website that that i use um you can google it it's um just put in compoundable interest calculator and the website is investor.gov okay so you're going to want to click initial investment we already stated that maybe twelve hundred dollars is going to be what many of us can start off at when we're very young um and then we're going to do monthly contributions of $300 every month. So, you're looking at retiring, let's say 50, 55 years. Let's go 55 to be safe and you're starting at 20. Um so that's 35 years. So, we're going to put length of time in years and that is going to be 35. The estimated interest rate generally is anywhere from 6 to 10% if you get a really good um, compoundable interest account, you may be able to squeeze 10% out of there. But realistically, on average, you're going to average about 7% interest. Okay. And then we're going to compound that interest annually. At the bottom, you'll see a calculate. Okay. So in 35 years, with just an initial investment of $1,200 and monthly contribution of $300, you will have Five hundred ten thousand four hundred sixty-four dollars and sixty-six cent in that account. In that account, just waiting for you to retire. Three hundred. Is it in the big scheme of things? It's really not a lot of money to set aside, knowing that you're going to have a little bit over half a million dollars in your account when you retire. Okay. Now here's another trick. One thing that I heard someone say is unfortunately, as um, black people, we spend money first, we pay our bills first, and then we save what we can save, right? But wealthy people, wealthy people save first, they invest first and they live off of their investments. So that's the mindset that we are going to transition to after we get into our career fields and we're financially stable, we're not gonna be operating at a deficit number. No we're not gonna be operating at a level where we're just living day to day, okay? So we're going to make smart investment decisions. So at $510,000, Um, we are able to then put this this compoundable interest account into a higher interest account where we're making 10% off of that a year and then we're living off of that interest when we retire so we're never going to touch the principal we're only going to live off of the interest and that interest is $51,000 a year Okay, that is one stream of income that you're able to generate when you're, um, when you're in your retirement phase. Fifty one thousand dollars a year is a decent amount of money, and that's just one stream of income for retirement. Okay. We're also going to make sure that we're setting up that we're owning our housing. We don't want to be still paying a mortgage mortgage at 50. We don't want to be renting an apartment at 50. We want to make sure that our house is paid off at 50. We have property so we don't have to worry about housing, okay? Um so that is the main thing that we're wanting to set up. And I and I tell young women all the time to Plan for tomorrow. Plan for tomorrow. Another stream of income that we're going to want to look into will be housing. Okay, not only do we want to own our house outright by the time that we're 50, um, we're also wanting to make sure that we are leveraging credit to get more property. Okay. So basically we are going to get our home. Um, and after you get your home, once you have about 20% equity in your home, you're going to take 20, that 20% equity out of your home. And you're going to use that equity for down payment on another home. Okay. Another home. You are going to put tenants into that home and rent that home out. And you're going to want to rent the home out and price it, price the rent at a level where you are able to pay that mortgage down within 10 to 15 years. And you're able to wash and repeat this cycle so you have multiple homes, um, multiple properties in your area or across the country or wherever you want to generate property at. By the time you are in your retirement phase, you'll have these homes outright generating income for you. And if you're smart, you would have done research on the area. You're going to want to make sure that this area is going to be a great area to buy housing in within 10, 15, 20 years from now, because you're going to want the value of your home to increase drastically. There's pitfalls that many of us minorities fall into is that we feel like we've been sold that if we get a home, that we're automatically going to have equity in that home and that home is going to be profitable to us. But what some of us have found out is, and some of us being our, our parent generation, is that be, the location of the home definitely matters. If you are buying a home that was in, like that is in a middle-class area and the home is going for maybe $200,000 when it was purchased, but that area turns urban. And you guys know what I mean. It just turns into a bad area very quickly. The value of your home plummets. So some of the Older generation are now stuck with these houses that actually have less value in it than what they what their initial investment was. So you're going to want to do make do your due diligence and do research on the area to make sure that that home, the value of that home, is only going to increase and not devalue. Okay, and you're going to want to do that with multiple properties. Now, this is important because if you can get into a house that's maybe in a more rural area that might be expanding, Um, for instance, I live in the Atlanta metro area and um, northeast Atlanta, they have some towns that um, are a little bit more rural. And those homes right now are valuing at for just a five bedroom home, you're looking at paying about $350,000 for that home. However, because of all the building that they're doing and the expanding of the Atlanta metro area, we are seeing that and we're predicting and forecasting that In 10, 20 years, that those homes are not going to be valued at $350,000, that those homes will be close to $500,000 for the area that um, it's in, the amount of bedrooms that it has, they're doing a lot of building, and we all know that everyone's moving to Atlanta and buying property. So that's only going to increase the value of those homes in those areas. Um, so you're going to want to do research and know your area, go reach out and speak with real estate agents. They are going to be your best friend. Real estate agents will talk to you, even, even if you're not wanting to buy a house right then and there, because they want to build up that network with you. They want to be able to, when you are ready to get a home, they want you to come directly to them. So they'll give you advice on the area and what they think the area is changing um and if it's going to be a profitable area for you so Back to what I was saying about um, having those homes and putting tenants in those homes. So those homes are paid off 10, 15 years from now because you might have started with a home that was 200000 and now that home is worth 400000 You have now the capability of saying, hey, I am either going to keep this tenant in this home to generate a stream of income or I can sell the home outright. And then that entire $400,000 that the home is now valued at is coming direct. To me, because there's no more mortgage on the home, right? And once again, what are we going to do with the money that is coming from these houses that we're selling? We're going to go ahead and put it into a high interest account and we will live off of the interest. And it's important to get into the mindset of living off of the interest because this is what is building generational wealth. We have principal and the principal would be in this case, the $400,000 that will never ever be touched. And then we can go ahead and pass that down to our children. So we already went over the compoundable interest account with starting when we're young and that already has $500,000 in it. We're already just added $400,000 to that account with with just one additional property, right? So now you're looking at almost a million dollars in that account and at a million dollars and then you're just taking 10% of that million and living off of that interest, you're you are effectively making six figures. you are effectively effectively living off of a hundred thousand dollars a year in retirement, just off of those that one house, mind you, you can have multiple properties, but just off of that one house and off of starting um, investing at a very early age. And the third and final investment tip that um, we're going to discuss today will be setting your career up correctly. A lot of people our age don't know that there's still a ton of companies that still offer pensions, right? And for those of you who aren't aware of pensions because this is something that was phasing out very quickly, in our parents' generation, generation, um, is that generation X? There are companies that will set aside money for you while you're working. And after calculating the, sometimes it's the top, um, the top salary of like, five five years of your highest salary, right? It's five years, six years. It really depends on the company, um, but it's literally a certain amount of time of your highest salary. And then you get a percentage of that salary paid to you um, during your retirement years. Um, the government, federal positions are positions that are known to offer this. Um, there's a lot of positions at your state level that still offer pensions and even the county level. There are some companies that are still offering pensions. I know um, one of the corporations that are offering it is like at offers it. I know State Farm offers it. Coca-Cola offers it. Coca-Cola offers it. So there is a number of companies that offer pension um, plans. So we're looking at building another stream of income. And this is just us norm doing our normal job, working day to day and preparing for retirement. Um, you have a position, say for instance, that you're working at a blue chip company, right? And that blue chip company is offering you a pension and you want to get up to the highest that you possibly can in that company. So like, let's say for instance, you're making... $120,000 a year at the company, okay? At $120,000 a year, I know for my the company that I'm particularly working with, um, they would say, okay, we'll take if you made $120,000 a year and that was your highest pay and you've made that for 5 years consistently, then we'll go ahead and we'll pay you 40% of that pay when you go into retirement right? So at 40% of that pay, that's going to give me $48,000 addition to live off of. And this is not doing anything special. This is just me working day to day, trying to climb up the corporate ladder. So we already have the, um, the $50,000 that we're living off of the interest with, um, the compoundable interest account, right, the first investment. And then we have the $40,000 that we're living off of off of the interest for the 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 one home that we sold. And now we have another $48,000 that's coming to us in the form of a pension. Um, So effectively, we are now working with a 100 and $38,000 to be exact in um, income that's coming to us in retirement. So at this point, we're not doing anything. We're not overseeing any businesses. We're not having any side hustles. This is us officially in retirement. And this is us doing just little things along the way in our youth to be able to just sit back and let the money come to us. And mind you, the pension is not something that is an interest that we can live off of so but however, the ninety thousand bulk from the um, compoundable interest account when we were young in our twenties and then also the um the house that we sold and we put into a compoundable interest account that was roughly $900,000 close to a million cuz i believe the compoundable interest like 540 or 538 or something like that or 560 i can't remember um but we're looking at close to a million dollars in principal and we're sitting pretty we're sitting at almost $140,000 a year that's that's decent money $140,000 a year in retirement. We don't have to worry about having to pay for a mortgage. Um by then hopefully we've paid off of our we've paid our car notes off. Um this is practical. This is practical and this is important for us to know because it seems like as a culture we're moving away from marriage and we're moving away from um Two incomes, right? Dual incomes in the family. And not to say that I'm against marriage, I fully support marriage, but the reality is, is that the percentage of our people marrying is very low. So a lot of us are going to grow up and we'll have to live alone. And we're not going to be able to get social security from us and our spouse and live off of that. We'll be living off of one um, income from social security. And we it may, or may, it may not even be there for us when, when we're when we're ready to retire at the rate that the government is going. So it's important for us to put these just little small things into play while we're young so that when we are ready to retire, we're not having to say, I actually have to work part-time or we're not coming to the realization at 50 that we're never going to be able to retire. So I hope that this information enlightened you guys today and you can take it and spread the word to your sisters and your friends and mothers and daughters, um, because it's really important for us to really start talking about wealth as a community and ways to build it. As I always say, each one teach one. You get some information, you give it back to the tribe and you circulate that information so the tribe is good. Um, So thank you for listening. This is Alyssa Anthony signing out.